I don't think consumers differentiate between 85, 95, and 90. People only differentiate between zero and hundred. At the top, there's only room for one, right? I believe in India, 80% of celebrity usage in advertising that I see is not thought. Creating is easy. What to create is a million-dollar question. Hi. You're listening to Marketing with Vani in which I speak to marketing gurus. Together we decode how marketing works in the real world to grow your business. Every year millions of new brands emerge. Every brand has the ability to reach cult-like status. All it takes is a clear strategy. In the digital age where our attention spans are less than that of a goldfish, a cohesive brand strategy must be crafted to capture consumer attention. In this episode, Vani tells Amitre about what makes a business a brand and the mistakes new age brands are making. Amitre is a serial entrepreneur, angel investor, ex-city banker and now a podcaster himself. Listen on. When you brought up this topic, I think it was because you had observed some sort of issues or people had been coming to you with with problems with their branding and stuff which you I think diagnosed down to these failure points or issues. So tell me tell me more like what what got this uh, topic in your mind? So the one of the first things Amit that I've seen is that many of the things that one would expect a business to sort of sort out right at the beginning one sees that they come to realizing that that they needed it much much further down the journey of their existence so for example the most often problem the one of the biggest things i work on most of the projects that i work on most of my entry with most clients is on help me define my proposition because most often i find that clients come they they've been doing a great job at selling as well because that is the intrinsic nature of a founder right there there's something that they are very very passionate about they've jumped into business because that is what makes an entrepreneur an entrepreneur and uh, and business is happening business is coming but somewhere along the line they realize that maybe consumers aren't getting me as i expect them to get me like one of the first projects that i started with even the bakers dozen in all humility the founder said look our breads are selling but we don't know who the consumer is and we don't know why she is buying us and hence we don't know what our proposition should be now i think this this is the first most important thing to even be able to ask who is my consumer do i have a definition on the consumer and do i understand from the consumer lens how what should the proposition be because that is the starting point to doing anything if you know what your proposition is only then can you write the communication brief only then can you develop the strategy for your new product development only then do you know if there's anything that i'm planning to do in business is it is it on strategy or not on strategy so the first thing i would say is just this linked to this proposition what we call a brand key now in various different corporates they have different words what do you call it the brand wheel or the brand key or the brand ladder there it's net net all the same thing basically what we need is a single page definition of what is our brand now this is not an easy piece of work because one has to have a very clear articulated point of view on what is my competition frame so even if let's say i'm in the business of shoes if i'm in the business of surgery if i'm in the business of uh, bakery if i'm in video conferencing what is my competitive context how am i defining my competition 
who is my consumer what are the relevant insights to my consumer that i am going to leverage in order to craft my proposition what is my headline benefit what is my discriminator why will people believe me what is my tone of voice my personality my brand values all of that has to come together unless that is defined and the proposition coming from this is defined it is it is blasphemy for a founder to move forward very often entrepreneurs feel let's get a creative agency on board if we don't know why we're not selling or we need to sell more let's quickly get a fancy advertising agency the advertising agency will make a nice ad and and then it'll be all sorted in any case no agency will tell you we can't do strategy it's uh, it's assumed the common misunderstanding is that marketing is equal to advertising advertising is a very 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 small part of marketing and especially what we consider that 30 second film which is considered the most glamorous a very small part of what marketing does marketing is actually defining strategy one i mean one would think that if one were to replace an ad agency with marketing one would wonder to cmos at a unilever and a racket and a pepsi and wherever else why do they get paid salaries and crores they must be doing something sitting on their chair if they are getting paid as much that the recognition of that and to understand that we must have a clear strategy before we jump into creative is very very critical with ad agencies claim to do that that should be something that should be held close by the founder there should be clarity on what the business wants to pursue the strategy and the business must be writing the communication plan this is not something right. that so, we are doing so so vani speaking as a founder myself you're actually right i think business owners probably realize that they need to have a, a proposition so that the customer can understand what they are all about the challenge is that we know what we are selling or yeah. i mean yeah. and we know it in great level of detail because we yeah. built it piece by piece yeah but it's very difficult to figure out how the tag how how that message is going to land so i think people do craft some sort of a message or have some thought process around it yeah. but it doesn't land i i think that's kind of what you're saying which is to the consumer this is making no sense but to the founder it's making perfect sense so exactly. how, how does one actually do that exactly 100% and what you're saying is so spot on i mean for my own business sometimes i wish there was a vani at the other end because even for my own business i feel that people should be able to get what i'm doing but sometimes i wonder am i doing a good enough job of even defining my own proposition because when you're very very close to it when you're living breathing doing it day in and day out it's very difficult to pull away and look at it with fresh eyes and to be able to do this exercise which is why for a lot of technical businesses i would have never thought at one time that i could do i could work with a company in financial wealth management or something highly technical or pa robotic processing automation or a lot of these complex very impressive uh, funny No, but I would have never thought. Why would somebody come to me for finance? Who I, I mean, I I look at myself as a complete dumb idiot on finance or on tech, and I would always say that very openly. But I find that actually sometimes knowing little and being able to ask really stupid questions and being able to look at it from a distance is is a great gift, which it helps. to be able to ask the simple questions and to be able to bring it down to what would make sense to the common man
I, I think Vani, you're probably answering my problem uh, already by saying this, which is, as a founder, I'm very close to the product and to the problem I'm trying to solve, and therefore I'm not able to articulate it in a way that lands well for the the majority of the target audience. And maybe the way to do this is to have somebody who is interested in the problem, but not yeah. an expert in the problem, I suppose. And therefore, yeah. we'll ask the simple questions, which will kind of guide us down to what is the root thing or what is the phrasing of things that is landing very well. I'll actually yeah. give you a sort of a, a weird example of this. So I write on LinkedIn uh, now almost every day. And in my posts, I try to get people to sign up for our newsletter. And I've been right. varying what I write in that call to action. And I try to link it with what I'm actually writing. Okay, this is not an exact science, but on some days I get more click-throughs and some days I get less. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've realized that the ones that get the more click-throughs are sounding like something. And then if I re maybe repeat that, I might see click-throughs, mm -hmm. more of those click-throughs happening. So very so sort of small yeah. example here, but the whole point is about how do I craft the message? It's the same message every time. It's just written with some kind of word that is resonating. And I think yeah. that's the thing that you have to discover. 100%. So, you know what you're doing, Amit, actually, intuitively, you're doing what in marketing world we call consumer research. And you're doing this by iterative experimentation. It's exactly what concept research is. In the traditional world, I mean, what do I do with a lot of my clients also? We test proposition cards. There are, for any, for, for most of the clients that I work with, I do consumer research where we generate different options of proposition statements which are backed by relevant consumer insights that we then throw into research and get feedback and iterate in that research process. And you're doing that, you're doing exactly that by putting out different statements on LinkedIn, you're getting consumer feedback on it, you're learning, you're iterating, and then you're throwing something back in fresh every day when you write. It's exactly what consumer research is and it's exactly what founders need to do. Now, in there are intelligent smart ways of doing it like you're doing it for example um, when i worked with the mars on a new foods project now over there at that time in that project we we didn't have the luxury of doing consumer research because we were very short on timelines so we said instead of doing the traditional consumer research we will test in social media so we actually did a lot of social media mining we spoke with food bloggers, we got food aficionados and we tested concepts with them. So it's just a shortcut. But essentially, this is one of the very critical things that founders must definitely do, which is to see what from a consumer lens is resonating. Like you said, to me as a founder, I feel, I mean, how much more obvious can I be? I mean, why should people not get it? I mean, this, this is such a great product. It's such a great service. It should sell by itself, which which I'm sure if I were in the founder's shoes, I'd probably say the same thing as well. But we forget that the consumer is not processing it the same way. Mm, exactly. Andy, so I, I think to bring this down to the tech industry, startups and new age businesses, which is the topic of this conversation, tend to be very good at A-B testing and performance marketing. But what you're saying is that the same thing needs to first be applied to the proposition. So you yes. have to go to all this research that you're talking about. You have to go to people and try various kinds of messaging about yeah. your core business and not yeah. get so bogged down by, hey, let me 
tweak the copy on this uh, Facebook ad. Right. That's the first step, and that's what brings us to the sharply defined proposition, which yes. maybe underlies all of this. Correct, hundred percent, absolutely. Right. So, okay. So the first thing you said is not having a sharply defined proposition, and they people tend to rush to an ad ad agency. Yeah. Uh, obviously, everybody wants to stand out from the clutter, so they are trying to be to do it creatively, like to to. so to be a little different so that people will pay attention to them and then hopefully their message will come through mm-hmm. is that what's happening and what what's wrong with that so you know this again i've seen these comments on twitter as well now through the entire cricket season all of the ads that i saw gosh there was a very 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 small fraction of ads i remember live space and i don't know what else i remember the very small century ply but a lot of these ads i find i don't know whether it's my intellect but it it one just doesn't get what are they selling you know those classic examples is cred i think it just went totally i still haven't figured what cred does and i just couldn't care anymore but Cred was a classic example of just getting noticeability at any cost. Then there was this brand called Slice. I think they are spelled with a Y. And there are there are some animals in a car, and and they are speeding one ahead of the other. And I don't know why these animals are in this car race, and how is it linked to this car, and what does a car do? So there is this. What happens is that when there isn't a clearly defined strategy, when you don't understand that. Yes it is important to stand out but please don't stand out at the cost of comprehension of your product or service as as founders as as advertising folk we think if we were to create intrigue people will google us please people have their own lives to deal with and shit loads of stuff to deal with we all know that people are not sitting here khali to check tumhara ad kiske bare mein tha even if there were an exam on it it's unlikely that there that anybody would do that so i think this is one fundamental issue that it can't be noticeability for the sake of noticeability it can't be clutter for the sake of breaking clutter but i'll tell you one brand that actually did this very well It's an example that I've used in a lot of my presentations, and that is one of these Chinese phones where there's Ranveer Singh, and he's doing this dance on "I'm Too Sexy," and and it's all captured on the mobile. And the idea is to show the quality of pictures and filming and the camera that the phone is capable of. Now you are you're showing a product, and in doing that, you're using Ranveer Singh at what he does best. which is this crazy song and dance and he is doing this i am too sexy i am too sexy number now that is breaking clutter while bringing the product feature alive that makes sense and i am a great fan of apple ads though i am not a great fan of apple itself but apple does a fantastic job of breaking through the clutter while keeping the communication really simple and product focused during in the height of covid Apple did this huge, did this long film on on how you can actually make a full film on an Apple phone. It's a brilliant insight, which is that I can't make advertising anymore in studios the way we traditionally were, but you can shoot a film on on an iPhone and you can edit it on an iPhone. They made such a brilliant film at that time, which was the whole film just brought alive everything that the Apple phone is capable. Of. I think one must. For one must not forget that it can't be noticeability at the cost 
of comprehension of the message it can't be noticeability at the cost of not embedding in the consumer's mind what you are selling in that respect i feel a lot of the old world advertising actually was very very effective i mean if you one of the first things that that must register is just your brand name so if you think of the old advertising for example limka 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 that, that's all that the ad did there was nothing else and and it was all very category relevant even if it is a girl jumping in the water it's all about refreshment and limka being the gold standard in re- refreshment everything i was just thinking the equivalent of that would have been maybe amol the the yeah. ads themselves the holdings talk about nothing to do with butter and it's nothing to do with any category uh, nothing at all how is that different though like amol is 100 okay. years old so amol okay. can afford to do that i don't need to know now everybody knows na starting from the migrant labor to my driver to the billionaire who he knows na amul sends sells butter we don't having a conversation with thinkster emotional advertising stuff that is unlinked to the product proposition in early stages since we are talking about what new age brands typically get wrong is not the right thing to do if people don't know you're in the business of wealth management then you can't for example be doing copy on uh, human nature which is then you take the creative leap into nature and then you start showing flowers and butterflies and for god sake seeing flowers and butterflies i don't understand why should i be buying financial products from you or that you even sell financial products if i don't know who you are then first please tell me why should i do business with you who are you why should i be giving you my money why will you take care of my money well first communicate the basics yeah talked about amol and or cred and the, the the way they present themselves visually so it sounds to me like that's a distraction from the core how you're supposed to position yourself so is there something in this as well like what you look like or how you present yourself or Packaging. Very well, very well said. Exactly, Amit. So just think about what is my visual identity. So the first thing I talked about was defining your brand. Like I said, this brand key or the brand ladder. This is very, very important to define in early stages. And the next step of that is to define your visual identity. Now, this is something I myself have struggled with. Even I have changed my logo two times over. Though I'm only four years old now. but it's not an easy job branding is not equal to just pasting your logo no branding is about giving consumers very tangible handles via visual identity via it could be a sonic identity and in many cases brands even use fragrances or the or tactile feel in order to help consumers remember that this is what the brand is there is a reason why paytm has that painful woman paytm karo however pain, painful it might be but but that that sticks that jingle they use that relentlessly or the simple i mean coke is a great example right there is this beautiful case study of how in idol like even the shape of the the, the couch that jury is sitting on is in the shape of the, the coke wave so it just and there is no other branding there is no logo stuck there it's just a red co- couch it done in a wave and you look at that wave and subliminally you're thinking coke that is branding real test of branding is if there were no logo if there were no logo on your uniform on your advertising 
advertising, on your POSM, on your packaging, will consumers still say, oh, that's blah, blah. Then you've done a great job of branding. Because what is branding? Branding is finally you're providing an, an aid for the consumer to be able to remember you. How is that brand going to come to your mind? Only when you have, when you're able to build memory muscle for the consumer. The consumer is not waking up and sleeping every day thinking about your brand or your business. No, the, you have to find ways of helping the consumer remember you. And in order to do that, you have to make it easy for her. So should you have a Zomato, for example, Zomato has a very clearly defined visual identity. The style of their humor is very, very distinct. If you see the brand in its initial stages was all built a lot on Instagram, a lot of the quality of humor, the kind of hoardings that they did, even the little messages that they had on the delivery boxes that the men carried. There is, uh, there is a very concerted event to build a certain tonality and that tonality is consistent. Now, simple stuff like that, it sounds simple, but it's actually very difficult to get. So when we do a brand book, we actually give examples. It's not just about saying I'm a humorous brand. That's bullshit. You can't just, you can't, or, or I'm a serious brand. What does that mean? I mean, there are so many different kinds of humor. There are so many different ways of communicating the same thing. So one has to have tangible examples. If this brand were to speak in social media, how would it speak? If it had to reply to consumer queries, how would it? If it had to, re if it had to solve a consumer problem, then how, how would the, this brand do it? If this brand had to be presented as a package to the consumer, what would it look like? If this brand had a delivery boy, what would the delivery boy look like? If this brand had a truck, what would the truck look like? If this So various, unless there are tangible examples of the visual identity as well as the tone of voice and personality, you don't build towards a consistent brand. Building towards a consistent brand is what builds trust. Those are subliminal messages. That's what builds trust. And trust over a period of time builds market share. And I remember back at Uber, so I was in customer support, not exactly the place you're thinking about branding or anything. Mm -hmm. But we used to have a sort of a style guide as to how mm -hmm. you should phrase things when you reply to customers. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we would never write, dear sir, because mm -hmm. it was a very young, casual sort of brand. So it would always be first name or hi first name or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And all the phrasing would be informal or rather semi-formal, like respectful but yeah. casual. Yeah. And we would and we would try to stick to that. And you would actually be trained customer support agents who were using language that was not quite in the spirit of what we would say. Mm -hmm. And that is a level of detail which I'm sure people are not normally going into. And what you're trying to say is that's what creates the brand consistency. And I, I, I agree with you. 100%. It, when I started Crazy Talk, I have a small brand book and all of that. And I can totally see the difference it makes because yeah. now anytime we have a visual decision to make, we have a point of reference. Or yeah. at least we know that we need to figure this yeah. out versus just yeah. doing any random thing and, and moving on. Because uh, we don't so, realize this. Actually, all of the messaging, all of the, the processing in our minds about brands all happens at the subliminal level. There's this beautiful book I refer to this so many times, which is Jonah Lehrer, The Decisive Moment. And the fact is that every decision we make, everything that we process in our minds, we, we like to think of ourselves as very rational people. 
but that is absolute bullshit actually we are all 100% emotional and actually every decision is emotional decision for yesterday i had a conversation with someone who sells shoes from jalandhar and he makes shoes for all of the big brands in the world all of the global brands he says i want to launch my own brand and i can make a shoe that's exactly equal to the shoe to any of the global branded shoes but i don't have a brand so i command zero pricing power the shoe that sells of a big brand at 10 grand i can't sell it for even 1 grand because i don't have a brand that is the difference that branding makes and you were talking about consistency in the look etc there are so many brands if you look at their instagram feed itself as you scroll through the feed you can tell yahan pe agency change hui hai yahan pe agency change you can see how this how the look of the feed itself changes please don't scroll to my please don't scroll to the crazy talk feed it look like we change agencies every day so or even my instagram do that <laughs> Yeah, so they, these things are very, very important to code what's called the visual identity. And a lot of times, I was really, remember I was having this conversation with you even on Kurkure, for example. We didn't have a brand book for the longest time because it's a it's a brand that was born indigenously, and it's a brand that has sort of just passed on by word of mouth from one brand manager to another brand manager. Everybody believes we intuitively know it. Teams at the agency have changed. The brand has has been able to become iconic with a certain brand of. humor with certain colors with certain visual identity but it's all been intuitive and i remember having this discussion with one of my ceos for some piece of creative that we were looking at and he said no the brand's color is blue i said no the brand's color is orange and and i'm thinking why why should we even need to have this inane discussion and why am i having this discussion with the ceo of the company because this is very very basic it has to be hard coded i mean in levers for a lot of the global brands that i worked on everything was hard coded brand like dove for example it's a global brand x percentage of it has to be the drop the naked product will be so shown like this with the packaging it shown like this so much of it will be white everything is you look at pantene for example in ad after ad we were to if you were to hide the logo in a pantene commercial it their branded cut through will still be very very high even the model how what the model's makeup is like what her skin color is like what the kind of jewelry accessories she wears if you see everything is consistent the the tonality of the ad the hair shot the pantene hair shot is also defined that it's those subliminal cues that build brands in the long term it's not about doing these flashes of creativity having something different and then something different and then and then sticking the logo at the end and say oh we made a lovely ad that is not going to get you sales that might at best win you an award or two once in a while and get you some linkedin kudos but that does not get business over time <laughs> so we talked about brand book and the 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 visual identity and so on we also said that hey you shouldn't be spending so much time in in trying to be overly creative without talking about the core message why not just do something like get sachin tendulkar or amitabh bachchan to just come and say here's the product or shahrukh khan come and say look this is the product this is what it does enjoy like why why not just do that A because Amitabh Bachchan and and uh, company are very very expensive. B 
because you don't need them at this stage a lot of brands as soon as they land funding they like oh now which big name are we signing up and we're going to show the world look i've got funding and i've got this big hero and i've got this big fancy agency big name and i've got this big creative director yeah you can do all of that i'm not saying that it's wrong to sign up a celebrity by all means if there is a fit with the celebrity but there are smarter ways of getting awareness there are smarter ways of being able to communicate what your brand delivers it doesn't necessarily have to be a celebrity first get your brand proposition if your basics are in place if that brand celebrity your your celebrity that you're signing up is going to work towards delivering business for the brand and you are not going to spend money to make an already famous celebrity even more famous then then you're fine what happens in a lot of cases is because the proposition is not defined and you're not clear about how the celebrity is going to deliver the brand message how the celebrity is going to help you get more sale if it is not well thought as subhash kamat keeps saying again and again that most celebrity advertising in this country is not well thought through then you end up spending all of that money that you landed up from landed with from the investor you you end up spending it to make the celebrity look pretty to make the celebrity even more fame people don't bring a celebrity at a very early stage merely to break clutter they don't know what is it that consumer should remember me for do you think this tone of messaging using the right words emotions etc can come from consumer research or should it come from the agency's experience that you know because they're building the brand book no it should come from what we want to be it can't come from consumers you can't ask consumer what should our tone be consumers can't be asked to imagine consumers can only be asked to react to what you want to be you no innovative product would have ever come if consumers were asked to imagine what because consumers simply don't know and why should consumers be asked to imagine we should know what we want to be do i want to be a heroic brand do i want to be a down to earth humble brand do i want to be a brand that lives that takes you to a fantastical surreal do i want to make you laugh in small ways do i want to make you laugh at yourself do i just want to pull someone's leg whatever be the tonality whatever be the our personality is something that we should define and we must be so 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 clear about it in fact, great founders most often actually they bring a part of their own personality even into the brand or the business like corporates where brand managers keep changing and even ceos move from job to job in the case of founder led companies founders are not expected to change every second day so it's a lot easier to maintain that that defined tone of voice personality etc assuming you define right. it assuming you have a sharp view on it assuming what you want to do marketing is well and good in the sense you are getting your message across you're getting better known etc but you still have to sell products right i mean to, and is that something that people are actually doing or do you think they're focusing on marketing and not on sales or focusing on sales and not enough on marketing see one of the simplest things which i think goes highly under leverage is just packaging i was talking to the founder of global bees the other day and he was telling me that even when we buy brands one of the first things that we look for one of the first things that we correct is just packaging because packaging is your own real estate 
and that is your best form of advertising for god's sake when you are doing packaging make sure that your packaging is so hard working that it is your best ad when it sits on the shelf assuming it's a product then the packaging communicates what it must make use of that and and packaging is also very very important considering we are all scrolling on the phone so when you have to be available on e marketplace your packaging has to jump out in that scroll am i able to clearly see the brand name is there is there something about the packaging that's going to pop because after all your 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 hustling for space for your hustling for the consumer's attention fighting for the consumer's attention even in that scroll so packaging i would say is one of the simplest things that goes it's you know too often founders don't give enough attention to packaging also having a very pretty little logo with pretty little things and or not showing if it's a food product for example not adequately building true value on the face of the product is a is a big no no it's 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 a huge opportunity wasted the second simplest thing is when you're a young company don't shy away from creating shitloads of content because content is cheap and and think of the amount of content that you could create with the money that you would otherwise spend to make a 30 second ad or or even to air a 30 second ad i'm saying so if you have to build what we call thought leadership then whatever be the subject whether it's baking or shoes or video conferencing or financial management or whatever it is this is the simplest way of being able to tell your audiences that look i know my shit and this is relevant for all business so find the right platforms you don't have to spread yourself thin identify who your audience is and make sure that you're creating ample content to be able to stand out even with content that's simple and cheap and the other one is just making sure that on all the e-market choices you are discoverable because in e-commerce there are two things you need to do the first is visibility and the second is reducing friction how do you get discoverability by making sure that you're present on all platforms where the consumer is present so please make sure that you're discoverable whether it's on amazon or anything else are you featuring on the top are you there in the sponsored ads in your scroll even on the if the product if if the consumer were to land on your product and and click on it are the different little posts the pictures and the videos etc are they all hard working make sure that you are discoverable and second reduce friction which is the journey till payment and ideally even till referral is all really smooth those are the simple things that one should focus on as a new age founder so before we close maybe the other things that you would recommend that a person start with like start out right doing these two or three things so first is get your proposition right so get your proposition right make sure you have a clearly defined brand or construct the brand identity linked to that is define your visual identity and visual i'm saying because it's the most apparent actually if you can then go a step further and even develop a sonic identity and uh, the other one would be don't try and advertise everything identify what is your hero product you cannot advertise everything there is this simple concept in in marketing which is you have to have an equity building range and a volume building range you advertise what you think you can build equity with like we were discussing earlier amit apple doesn't advertise all of their products apple doesn't advertise the phone that they launched 5 years back mercedes doesn't advertise its lowest end mercedes or something that's mid segment 
identify what is your hero product because you need the consumer to associate your brand with certain hero attributes in her mind what are those hero words what are those associations that you would like the consumer to remember you by and hence make sure that your advertising is building those associations then there is of course the larger marketing plan which addresses how you will sell the rest and participate in different categories but identify what is your hero product so i think those would be the, the two three things which is make sure you have a sharply defined proposition make sure you have a brand book which is the brand key and your visual identity and make sure you identified what is your hero product what is your equity building portfolio versus the volume driver this episode was brought to you by cherry peach plum Vani and her team of marketers and problem solvers at Cherry Peach Plum help businesses solve a wide range of growth challenges by utilizing proven marketing playbooks. Get in touch with us via cherrypeachplum.in if you want to take your brand to the next level. I hope you liked my show. And if you did, please do consider subscribing. I also have a YouTube channel by the same name, Marketing by Vani. Please do check that out too. Thank you. How badly could you screw up one line? Okay. So I did screw up. My YouTube channel is called Marketing with Vani, the same name as this podcast. 